Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles and Attack on Titan podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ronnie. Chaz. Whoa, quick trigger there. Me, Chaz. All right. Uh, and he's Chad. So, welcome to the episode. This is season two, episode 10 of Attack on Titan, also episode 35. It's called Children. And we, uh, we're still yep. in the forest. We're still in the forest. We got the, the scouts coming up. You got anything yep. to say off the top here? Uh, no, I mean, we're still in the, with all the giant trees. I've uh-huh. enjoyed seeing the scenery. Yeah, I just said that. Well, you said the forest. I said the well, giant I, trees. Well, I just, yeah, but that implied, you know, okay. because the forest is it's literally the forest of giant trees. I don't know if you remember that, but. Oh, I do. Well, it's beautiful. I just wanted to mention how beautiful it is in there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just, from future reference, when I ask if you've got something off the top, I just thought, like, maybe you'd have something. I don't know, meaningful. All right, let's uh, get into okay. the summary here. So Moblet, this guy, arrives at... Yeah, uh, Moblet, R- let's go, dude. He, he arrives at Ragako, which is uh, Connie's village, and observes once again how weird it is that the town is destroyed, but there isn't a drop of blood to be found. It's just, you know... They're just singing the same old song from a few episodes ago because they mentioned why didn't they take the horses. This is all the same things we pointed out a few episodes ago. It's just super weird. I've got bad news for Connie. His whole town's dead. Whoa, that's... Well, you don't know that. You're kind of just assuming. I think they're fine. I think they just ran They ran really fast off on their feet. Well, let me see what you think about that in literally 45 seconds here. Okay. They, uh, they stumble upon this weak-looking Titan woman that is on top of Connie's house when another soldier just so happens to find a picture of Connie's parents. And, you know, there well, are let's, some... Let's, let's say this. It's not a picture. It's a portrait. And this is another thing I wanted to go over. How... This is actually super important right here, okay? You listening? You ready, Ronnie? I mean, I'm kind of pissed off that you uh, felt the need to correct me there, but go ahead. Well, I'm correcting you because I wanted to go over a little bit of history with humanity. Okay. Okay. I don't know what time period they're in, whatever. But isn't it pretty crazy? You know how now like you go get those stupid family pictures where you take 40 pictures, you pay the photographer like $500, and you end up only getting like five of them? You know okay. what I'm talking about? Yeah. I mean, I'm not a cookie. We're, my family's not a cookie-cutter family like you, so we don't really do that. But I have seen okay. numerous photo shoots that you and your family do. It's super weird. It's like it's, well, once every three months. In a time where everyone's got a camera in their pocket, you guys are paying people to take pictures for you. But Okay. 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 Well, as I was saying. All I'm saying is if I see another fucking picture of you with your hands and knees in the sand and your sister on top of you in the same position, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. Well... We do it every three months because we're gradually, you know, growing older. But as I was saying, isn't it pretty crazy how, I guess, way back when, before photographs and before pic- cameras and stuff, people would actually sit there and let someone draw a portrait of them? Isn't that awesome? How, how, um, what's the word I'm looking for? How entitled do you have to be to be like, yeah. I'm gonna sit here and you draw me. Yeah, for five hours. And and how many times? <laughs> how many times in history? Like, do you see that? Like in our history textbooks and stuff, so many families did that. They were like, "Yeah, we'll sit here for five hours. You just stand right there and draw a picture of us." That's why they didn't smile. No one wanted yeah. to smile for so long. And it's why every single picture from that time looks extremely creepy or portrait, should I say? 
And that's why this one. But now, see, that's the sign of the times. Now they're pictures of the portraits. Yeah. What a crazy world we live in, really, if you think about it. And uh, just want to take this time once again to say, if I see another goddamn picture of you looking into the sunset with the camera right in your face and you're not making eye contact with the uh, the lens, I'm going to lose my mind. You don't like that? No. Okay, well, all I wanted to talk about was history, but I guess you're just going to be a dick this episode, so get right into it. So uh, they find this portrait of Connie's parents, and there are some pretty unfortunate similarities going on here, aren't there? Oh, sorry, he's just uh, he's just doing some smoke rings in the air with his watermelon vape nicotine <laughs> stick, so uh, just give him a second to blow that out, and then we'll try this again. There's some pretty unfortunate similarities going on here, aren't there? Yeah, there is. <laughs> All right. Just about this time, it's uh, the Titan starts to make a move, but she is just too weak to get anywhere. I mean, just super fragile, ribs poking out. She doesn't look like Mom, she's Mom, shut a... the hell up. Okay, here we go again. I... Why does she come Every single episode. Dude, you had to mention the stupid ass pictures that we I know. take. And I can and see now her. she's all I can riled see her from up. here. She's on the website to book another photographer. And the sad part is she barely knows how to read. Well, I, she knows how to read. Well barely. I just okay. Old if you, country bumpkin. Can't stand that lady. Let's keep going. Then why do you have why have you had six photo shoots just this year with your family? Because she makes me, okay? I live with my parents still. I get it. I'm in the basement. 70% we of the said pictures that we were on 70% of the pictures are you and just you by yourself. I mean, I'm, I'm no, oh I don't my like God. it. Wrong now I, I see like you're it. clicking on the fall option where there's pumpkin decorations. God. Mom, I do not pay you $300 for those pictures. Don't even start that bullshit. Let's just get back into oh this. Oh my God. She'll shut uh, up. Yes, we get. There's a hayride that you guys can take pictures on. Jeez. It's, I, we know it's spooky season, Mom. Okay. And. Yes, Don't yes. say spooky. We're yes, not. Mom. We're not yes. basic bitch get, enough. Get the pumpkin. I want the pumpkin on my head next picture with the with the eyes where I'm. I've got it as like a mask. Yes. Okay. We're not basic bitch enough to say spooky season. I please don't say that on our podcast. Well, I do have a pumpkin, nitro cold brew spice. <laughs> yeah, from I mean Starbucks. you're such a. Your name really does. It's four forty five on a uh, Sunday Sunday afternoon. On um, the near the beginning of October, and you've got, I mean, how much did that cost you? Five twenty-five, if you include tax. Include tax? Well, included with tax, yeah, it's five twenty-five. Like I, I gave, like, I gave a five-dollar bill in a uh, twenty-five cent. You order. paid with cash too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this Titan, she's super weak. The soldiers couldn't quite confirm that it was Connie's mom until one of them flips the picture upside down and then uh, our, oh, wait, flips the portrait upside down and there then all go. is made clear. You have any thoughts on this? Are you too busy taking a long sip of your pumpkin spice? <laughs> no, I, I think it's pretty cool that they uh, the, pit, the portrait was well drawn. They must have paid... A, a pretty penny for the artist, whoever do it, whoever did it, and 
Yeah, I, th- I mean, it definitely looks like her. Well, this episode might be a long one because we are getting sidetracked, but I just thought of a question that I feel like is super important. Okay. Who do you think is the best artist in the group of characters that we know? Bert. I feel like Bert wow, secretly, Bert? yeah, he, that guy, that's why he's so quiet. He's secretly in the corner. He's always drawing stuff. I've For some reason, I'm picking up on a vibe of Jean. Jean, okay. Why don't you I, say that? Jean kind of reminds me of this kid I used to know who's a really good artist, so I guess maybe that's what I'm thinking. Okay. But I don't know. He's got the personality where I feel like he sits down, he just whips you out a great picture, and you're like, wow, I didn't know you could do that. He's like, oh, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And Bert's the type that like has all these cool pictures but never shows anyone. Yeah. Well, Bert has some horrifying doodles, I feel like. Like some weird, creepy... Like... I feel like Bert doodles Jean draws. Okay. I like that. So we get to the opening credits, and when we come back from them, we join in with the group in the trees. You know, Reiner asks Ymir, so will it be your pretty life or Krista's safety? You decide. So we're starting off high stakes here early on. Oh, yeah. Aaron starts screaming because he might still be a little confused on who the enemy is here in the first place. But just like we saw in last episode, these scouts start riding up to Bert's absolute horror. He runs over to Reiner, asking him what he is right now. And Reiner says, uh, what do you mean? I mean, I'm pretty hungry. (laughs) No, just kidding. He says, bro. Don't worry, I'm a freaking warrior right now, okay? Why are you even questioning me? Dude, let's get one thing straight. I'm a freaking warrior right now. And then Bert asks, so wait, you're just you're trusting that Ymir is a warrior and she's the one who ate Marcel? It's okay. It's like super important to Bert for people to identify as warriors. Oh, they, yeah. they can't just say that they are on his side. He needs to know that you are a warrior. Even though, I mean, I'm pretty sure he would explode right now if Aaron stood up and just said, Hey, I'm a warrior. <laughs> Even though Bert, I would not describe Bert as a warrior, but... Bert is Bert. Don't tell him that. Bert Dodo! Reiner says, yeah, don't worry. Ymir's motives are clear. She just wants Krista, and as cute as she is, there are other reasons to bring Krista onto our side. Ooh. And of course, Bert inside his head is thinking, okay, but is Krista a warrior? (laughs) Reiner goes on to say that Krista is a member of an important family, and if Aaron doesn't end up being the coordinate, the coordinate, kind of a tough word. Yeah, he's coordinate having her will make their search easier what's going on here yeah this is just confusing talk right here if i was aaron i would i would jump off the tree into a titan's arms and just let him eat me at this point (laughs) yeah the two of them start making plans for everyone and reiner tells bert that when they get back to their hometown he needs to tell annie how he feels and all right we go Chaz's quote of the day right here already upon us All right, so when he mentions Annie, he then says, You should go for it. You're both murderers with short lives ahead. What's all that about? Oh, I love it. I I love it because it's so... It's so out of nowhere. I mean, we we always knew Bert, you know, had kind of had a thing. He just, you know, looked at Annie like a certain way. He he never said anything like Bert always does. 
But just that line right there is just so subtle, and I have no idea what it means, but... Really pronounce the B in that subtle. Did I pop my B? Well, I just, I feel like the the B is kind of silent most of the time. It's like subtle. It's a little subtle when you're talking about subtle. And you you were like, subtle. I mean, you really pronounced the the heck out of that word. Congratulations. I just, I'm not. I'm sorry. I was a little, I wasn't a subtle about subtle. Yeah, slap that page down. But our boy has a short live ahead, whatever that means. Yeah, cool quote of the day. Um, way to really scrounge for that one. When Reiner calls him out like this, Bert shockingly, he panics. Reiner tells him that everyone can tell. And uh, one second, I just got just to gotta wave this cloud of vape out of uh, my face real quick. Okay. You're doing some pretty cool tricks over there. <laughs> Reiner zips on down to Aaron and tells him to get up because we're leaving, like, right now. Aaron begs for him to not get violent because it's not like he can resist anyway as he shows Reiner his nubby little arms. And, well, it's just right then and there, Aaron backs out of frame but comes charging back in, giving Reiner a nub to the face. He tackles him right to the ground, gets a good amount of nubs right to the nose while screaming, Die! (laughs) Reiner eventually gets control of the situation because, I mean, of course he does. And Ymir asks Bert, who are both calmly just watching from the side, why they are leaving already. He doesn't really have any interest in answering that, so he instead he just asks if she remembers the person she ate when she turned back into a human. And this is when Reiner's choking out Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> she says no, but then asks if it was one of his comrades since it was five years ago. Uh, Bert just stares, so Ymir says sorry that she doesn't even remember. Like you said, meanwhile, Reiner and Aaron are still wrestling. Aaron takes multiple bites at his nub, trying to tighten up, because once again, it's really the only thing he knows about being a titan. Um, Bert finally answers Ymir, telling him... Sorry, I'm just really distracted right now. Uh, Chad's trying to do the quietest page turn of all time, and he's... (laughs) He's kind of staring at me as I'm reading off my notes, so I felt like I was really reading there. I didn't have a whole lot of affliction in my voice, but he got the page turned on. Let's go ahead and take a second reset here. All right, and we're back into it. All right, yep. Okay. What, where did I leave off? It's really the annoying, yep. Biting himself is the only thing he knows about being a titan. Bert finally answers Ymir, telling her it's all right because it was the same for him and Reiner the first time, too, and he thinks so for Aaron as well. What in the hell are they talking about? (laughs) About, you know, just not knowing who you're killing when you're tightening out. (laughs) They kind of have what is personally sort of a uh, boring back and forth about, you know, do you blame me? I don't know. Well, I understand if you blame me. Well, I don't think I blame you. Just kind of blah. But then uh, Bert asks how long she was outside the walls for, to which she answers, 60 years? 60 years. years. Yeah, that was a... Whoa. That was a slap on Titan right there. We gotta... Wow, I just really hate that you did that. <laughs> uh, we gotta talk about that a little bit. I mean, 60 years. So... I guess, 
does that imply when you're in Titan form, you're just frozen in time? I don't know. So we going back to the very beginning of the show. What they say over a hundred, like a hundred years ago, is when. Yeah. So if we're, if we're doing mathematics right here, Ymir said she's been. It's been like five years or whatever, apparently, since she ate a comrade, whatever it was, and now it's so sixty-five years, dude. She was almost old enough to be at the beginning of the Titans. Yeah, almost by thirty-five years. How about yeah. that math? And she's only like what? She looks like she's nineteen. So well, that's what, what I'm saying. You must, when happen? you're in Titan form, you must not age. Yeah. We join back up with the uh, with Irwin's formation and red flares, green flares, just a bunch of flares are flying around. Ultimately, they decide that they are surrounded. But uh, Irwin's secondhand man says that there is a way around. But Irwin says no. It would take way too much time and uh, too far out of the way. They just need to prepare for battle. Yeah. Almost like uh, he could have shouted... Shinzo Sasageyo! Way better than last episode. Good for you. Happy for you. Meanwhile, Reiner's whole party, they've taken off. They are using ODM gear to go through the forest and try to get some distance between them and the scouts. Okay. Um, Should have mentioned this earlier, but Ymir was confused that they weren't waiting until nightfall because she's literally just now realizing that the scouts are coming from them. Yeah. That was that was kind of confusing on screen. <laughs> it was like Bert and Reiner apparently saw the the flares, but somehow she didn't. I don't know if she was like looking at how dumb Aaron looked at well, the moment or what. Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing Aaron didn't realize it either, which is just, I mean, to me, I felt like last episode there was a sound, like you could hear the mm-hmm. flares, and that's kind of what got everyone's attention. And I mean, they are just in trees and kind of right on the edge, so you would have thought they saw the flares, but... And you think Ymir and Aaron would have picked up on it when Bert and Reiner looked off into the distance for 10 seconds and yeah. kind of shit their pants. But, but no, they're just now learning about it. Reiner calls Erwin a tough opponent. You're damn right he is. Hell yes, he's the goat. Ymir realizes that if the scouts are here, Krista is here as well. And so uh, all hell starts to break loose because, like, you know, everybody's gotta marry her nonetheless reiner says that it's too risky to try and get her now and that they will have to do it later ymir doesn't like hearing that one iota no but uh but reiner assures her that krista is indispensable for them too she's crazy you know she's still not buying it though and demands that we get krista right now and we get to the calling card, which Ooh. is... Yeah, this is a very entertaining calling card. It's Ymir's hometown, so I can't wait to learn more about Ymir's hometown. Let's get into it Let's right here. It. it is not known where Ymir's hometown is. Well, okay then. All right. Is that all you got? Yep, that's uh, that's the calling card. Okay. So hope you uh, write down write down that. Uh, Ymir's hometown... Don't know where it is, and okay. Here it is. And this is the part of the episode where I hand the reins right on off to you, Chaz. All righty. So right after that important calling card, we have Bert um, still denying Ymir's request, saying that they can't go back for Krista. It's too late. Uh, What is the... uh... (laughs) Something about you saying that reminded me of the... uh... 
We cannot deny a guest even. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking what? about? We cannot deny a guest even at the most ridiculous request. <laughs> SpongeBob Chronicles coming okay. soon. SpongeBob coming soon. <laughs> Yeah, let us actually let us know if you'd like for us to do that because <laughs> we, we might actually do. We it. would just love a SpongeBob Chronicles. So Ymir thinks to herself, she starts thinking about the past. Um, so we go way back, I guess, five hundred years ago. Because I am so sorry, I forgot an important part of uh, Ymir's hometown. Yeah, it is most certainly located somewhere outside the walls. Oh shit! Yeah, so right. Th- sorry. That's my fault. Okay. You got it? Okay. okay. Down. Uh, very sloppy handwriting. Okay. Uh, sorry to interrupt you. Keep going. All right. So, Ymir's thinking about her past, and, you know, we start seeing that she, uh, her as a little kid, I guess, um, and she's on the streets, and it looks like she's like a homeless little girl, kind of. Um <laughs> Yeah, I was. I, I said, "What exactly is this weird foster care where there are no adults around, but yet just children standing on the street in the middle of the night, and the nice but still somehow sketchy adoptive parents come up and choose from the litter?" It's all. Yeah, it kind of reminds <laughs> me of like Mikasa in the beginning when it's like it's like a slave trade, but she got she didn't get picked to be a slave. I don't know. I mean, these kids look semi-clean is just like the foster parents are like all right 11 30 p.m go stand out on the street wait for people to come up to you if they if they want to buy you just Good let luck. us know and it's just kind of sad they take her she turns back and just kind of waves at her. yeah and so you know they take her and she says this is when she first started uh to lie to herself um she was then propped up to they they said we're gonna change your life you're gonna become a new person uh, she's then propped up as Lady Ymir, so I'm assuming, you know, she, her name was not Ymir before this, and she inherits the blood of the king. So, I would be a little terrified if I was a little kid and randomly got taken away. Wow. And How pissed would you be if you were one of those other foster kids and you knew what yeah. was at stake? And She really hit the bullseye. They also say that they will be blessed with immortality. So all this right. random kid is going to bless awesome. them with immortality. Don't sound crazy at all. Cool. So yeah, so then she, you know, she starts talking about how, wow, I finally have like a nice bed. I get fed all this food and they're, they're treating me like a queen. So this is just, I guess she got the luckiest slave trade draw of all time. Yeah, most successful adoption of all yeah. time. And then one day... Well, wait for it. One day we had some soldiers or whatever come barging in with weapons in their hands and they're all looking around saying, what's going on here? And we got some guys that look like some Wallace people. Yeah. I don't think they are Wallace, but they look like Wallace That's people. what I, yeah. And they blame everything on Ymir. Well, especially, more specifically, like who is this Pastor Nick wannabe snitching on Ymir and what is this underground wall cult bullshit wannabe yeah. religion that they've got going on here? Yeah, it, it's just so confusing, but... Everyone's wearing white hoodies. I mean... Sounds a little like... If you've ever seen else. a if you've ever seen a cult, this is what they look like. And, you know, she takes the blame for everything. Okay, so we're starting to see some similarities between her and Krista. It's like she's living for everyone else and not herself. 
she then is captured, okay? So after she takes the blame, she's captured, she's in chains, she's all bloodied up, so it looks like they beat her. Pretty sad moment. And she's, we go to her on top of a wall. It looks like, you know, just one of the walls, a giant wall, and she gets shoved off. Shoved off the wall, and a light appears. And yeah, it's, just, it's almost like they stab her or something like it's that. It's like a stabbing yeah. sound. She's all bloodied up, and she's just shoved off the wall. So Then we go into her being a titan. She looks like she's in her titan form, and she's just running. Yeah, she just... Um, she then burrows up in the ground. She talks about how like it's just a long nightmare. you know. So she's just laying... It's like she's resting almost. It's very strange. And it's the nature overtakes her. Na- yeah, nature overtakes her because she's just hu- huddled up like Bertolt on top of a tree. This is my kind of nap. This is, uh, I mean, we've all been here before. You know, like when you uh, eat an entire pizza at 4 p.m. in the afternoon and then you just like lay down, you just fall asleep and you wake up, it's like 11 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we've all been there before. Well, most of us don't eat entire pizzas like you do, Ronnie, but okay. Wait, are you not? Yep. But you get one pizza, it's... Well, you get two. Don't you eat the last one? After you wake up, you eat the second one? Is that... Well, yeah, you want to get two, just that way you don't have to worry about, you know, what I'm going to have for my next meal. You've got two ready to go. Okay. So she then awakes, comes out of the ground, and that's when we see little kid Reiner, Bert, Annie, and Marcel... Okay, the mystery man Marcel, and that's when Marcel pushes Reiner out of the way. She snatches him up and eats Marcel. Okay, this is where things get a little creepy here. Yep. We then get a little snapshot of her in human form now. Okay, she's turned human. She has no clothes on. Let me say, Ymir's got a nice body. I didn't realize this at first. God, you're such a pig. But she's sitting on her knees, staring up. This is what really uh, it's the interests freckles. me. <laughs> she's staring up in the sky, at like I don't, I don't. It almost looks like what's it called? The North. If you go to Alaska, what is that thing called in the sky? You know what I'm talking about? The Northern Lights. The Northern Lights. It almost looks like the Northern Lights. And we've got like stri- strings of light. It's a, it's an awesome scene. I wish you guys could see the hand motions <laughs> that Chaz is doing right now because it really just paints a picture and Does clears not? everything okay. up. Yeah, it, doing... it paints a picture. It's awesome. It looks amazing. I don't know what it is, but it looks amazing. I guess it's just the sky and Attack on Titan. Who knows? But... Yeah, she's staring up at the sky and just thinking that she has another chance of life. Yeah, she. I. I. I this is good lord. Page turn. Page turn. Um. Yeah. During this whole spiel, is and at this point when she says, "From then on, I'd be real." Well, she didn't take her own advice. Well, at one point she says, "She says, from then on, I'd be real," which we should invite her onto the podcast because, as you know. We like to keep it real around here. Oh, yeah. We keep it real. She then says she'll never lie to herself again. So That must be when she says, from then on, I'd keep it real. So then, <laughs> so then Ymir, we get a little snapshot of Ymir in the church again, where she's you know scrounging around stealing shit, and she overhears some Wallists talk about Krista and giving her a new life and how it would be better off if she was just dead. Is that a Wallist? Or is anyone who's dressed up like this just automatically a Wallace to you? 
Yeah, anyone that's dressed up like this, wall man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> could not. Just, it could just be a church person, but I'm going to call him a wallist. Just want to point that out. Don't take our word for it. These people might hate the walls, but if they're dressed like that, they are indeed a wallist. They just look like a priest. <laughs> so now I'm really intrigued. I didn't really like Ymir and uh, Krista's backstory before, well, Historia, their backstory before, but... I enjoy it now because you really see the parallels between them. And now you know why Ymir is so damn obsessed with her. Because they're pretty much the same person. Alright, I here's my problem. What's your problem? This whole monologue thing, flashback stuff. I think, like you were saying, this is what was supposed to put me completely on board with the Ymir and Krista stuff. And I'm just still not really there. Well, maybe it sounds, it's because... Sounds like you are... Uh, I think you're. I think you're against something. What all? What are all the similarities here? Let's go through them. Okay, let's go through them. Okay, Ymir overhears that she Krista has to get her name changed and live a completely different life, which is what happened to her as a little kid. She was taken away, had her name changed, and now she's living a completely different life. But in two different two different ways. It is two different ways because Ymir gained a family. Krista lost a family, okay? We don't know how Ymir was in, like, the whole foster. Maybe just her parents died, or maybe they left her on the sidewalk somewhere. So, I mean... But then it's like... They both got different names. I'll admit yeah, to that. Both okay. got different names. They're both half... They're not living for themselves at this point. They kind of didn't have the option. They were. But Krista sounds like, from what these Wallists are saying... That she was forced to do this. Ymir was also pretty much forced to be taken off the streets and brought into this new life. So I guess she's just thinking about, wow, this is, sounds really similar to my situation. I gotta meet her. Gotta marry her. Gotta marry her. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's very extreme. Because from what the show's telling us, right? Ymir was just a... Uh, a titan roaming around outside the walls for 60 years until she realized, you know, I'm not going to keep this up. I'm going to, you know, live for myself or whatever. Mm-hmm. Heard, just overheard about Krista and how she was being sent away. And then based solely off that, she went, she signed up to be to a cadet. Find, to find this girl, to Krista. To find Krista. I respect it. All right, all right. So we go back to the present where... Ymir just starts sabotaging our poor boy, Bert. Okay, she's riding on the back of him, and she realizes, she's like, no, I gotta, I gotta marry her. Yeah. So she's... Gotta marry her. She starts fucking with Bert, and Bert... Bert just loses it right here. He is so terrified. But she ends up saying, she's like, she's like, here, I've gotta... She's like, honestly, Reiner, Bertolt, my Titan is the best for this environment. I can swing around, I can do whatever... And I've got a plan to get Krista back. And they finally buy into it. You know, she's convinced them. So, we get in and the soldiers start charging in the forest. They're already back right at the forest. They disperse. Erwin tells them to disperse. Some of them get on their ODM gear and they start swinging through the trees. I love any time they're on the horse and they just ODM off the horse and the horse just keep running. It's, yeah. it's awesome. It's cool. And then we get a little shot of Mikasa where she says... Erin. Oh. Chills. And then we go over to Connie and crew. Um, you know, they're riding into, or on ODM, and 
they roll up on Ymir's Titan. And Connie informs them that, oh, wait, this is Ymir's Titan. And she's just hanging on a tree. Yeah, this is the part where the scouts meet up with her. And I think they actually ask 47 questions in 23 seconds. Yes, no wonder she didn't answer. And also, she's in a Titan form. How the (laughs) hell is she going to answer but that's when Connie's like starts calling her ugly and is beating on her on her head. I love how Connie, even though Ymir, they don't know if she's actually turned against him or not. He's still like so tight with her. They've always fucked with each other for so long, call yeah. each other names that he's comfortable enough to beat on her Titan head. Right. And then that's when Krista finally rolls up and she's like Ymir, and Ymir takes a good old chomp at Krista, puts her right in her mouth. Just a little foot hanging out. Yep. So while, while all of them do that, um, Connie and them, they Mikasa, they're basically like, all right, we now know Ymir's a threat. She just swallowed Krista <laughs> right in front of us. Um, so Ymir meets up with Reiner and Bert. She's swinging through. She's super fast. I, I like how uh, her Titan does have different abilities. And like, even though the Colossal Titan is massive and definitely the most OP Titan out of all of them, she still like has way more of an advantage in the forest than than Bert would if he transformed. Yeah, she got that long wingspan. She's yep. like a Tarzan in here. Yeah, so she swings to them. Um, Bert now has Aaron tied to his back, and that's when Reiner does a cool-ass transformation, slits his hand, jumps off the tree. Now he's the armor titan, and they all hop aboard, including Ymir, and they start running off. And then that's when Hannes yells. I love Hannes right now. He's just so determined. He's yelling at everybody to get on the horses and chase after him. And he, at, right at the end, we get a little clip of Hannes saying, I'm going to get Aaron back no matter if it costs me trading my life. Oh, Hannes. Our boy Hannes, dude. He's, He's come full circle. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he told us he was going to make it up to Aaron for, you know everything that happened with his mom and having to take him away. He's, he's making it happen right now. We're going to have to see what goes on from here. Um, kind of a boring episode. Yeah. The Like I said, the see, whole... You're not, you're not a fan of Ymir and Chris. I respected this. I respect the Ymir backstory. It made me like Ymir a little more. I'm still not a big fan of her or anything. Let me get this but... straight. I like the Ymir background. That part, I, I like seeing where Ymir came from. All of that stuff going on with her is interesting. Just the whole Ymir and Krista part of it, still not completely with. If you're a manga reader, let us know how it went down in the mangas. If there was something that they left out in the show that you particularly particularly liked. That's a tough word for me right now. Um, and also, Ymir's got a banging body when she's sitting in the sand. It's just so, so undeated, so crass. It's the freckles. All right, and just two more episodes, right, of season two, two more here? Of season two. Wow. Things are heating up. I think, you know, this episode really gave us some good backstory and stuff, and now that we see them chasing after them, it looks like it's going to be a badass chase. I'm excited for these next two. Yeah. Um, that's crazy to think about. We, we let the people know our recording schedule. We've got, I mean, next time we record, we'll be doing season three. The How most recent season of Attack on Titan. That much closer to being caught up. Season 4, December 7th. Send the Ronnie feedback speaks. to thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. 
We're not done yet, though. We still got to do our everyone's favorite segment, or least favorite segment. It is Learn a Little Something About Ronnie and Chad. Where we learn a little something about Ronnie and Chaz. Well executed. I'm going to go first this time. I think people are really going to learn something about Ronnie here. When I was in fifth grade, I went to a school that had only two fifth grade classes of about... So you were 15 um, about grade. About 20 students in each class. It was a very small elementary school. There was probably 35, 40 fifth grade students. We were... Uh, and that year was the first year that they've got a chorus, um, chorus class. Oh wow, you're a and, chorus guy. And so yes, all there were I think of forty students or it was something like that. There were there were thirty eight out of forty students signed up for chorus. Two two kids did not and they just did uh, computer work when the rest of us were in chorus class. So they played Icy Tower on but the computer. Every, I mean, the chorus was just the cool thing to do. So of course Ronnie went into chorus and I'll remember it for the rest of my life. We did a uh, chorus uh concert where we performed music from high school musical one we did a choreography of we're all in this together it was a great show um i haven't been able to find the home movies i'm wondering if my parents even attended because they were probably so disappointed in me because i didn't get a solo even though i really worked my pipes tried to get that solo but it just wasn't able to happen uh, I don't think a single guy got a solo, which now that I'm thinking about it, was really inappropriate behavior from just the people in charge over there. Um, and I hope you learned a little something about me. I can. I I actually learned a little something about you. Together. I did not know that. I really did. We're breaking free. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to keep going? Now you know. So no, it's your turn. Flying. <laughs> okay. Well. About me, no learn a little something about Chaz. Yeah, you can just that can be the uh, background if you want to keep going. <laughs> just keep going. Um, Chick Fil A, it is my favorite fast food establishment, and they do everything just grade A. Wow, real original thought there. What um, what is your order? Two spicy chicken sandwiches with no pickle, large fry, and a large Dr Pepper slash or I'll just switch it up and do a large milkshake. With a cherry, and I always eat the cherry right before I drink the milkshake. And but most after, of the time, it is a chocolate or vanilla, sometimes strawberry. And when they have peaches uh, that time of year, I will, you know, I'll indulge on that. Wow, you think they're actually using real peaches? Yeah, they are because uh, we live in the state of Georgia, the peach state. Yeah, but you think they're actually using real peaches? Yes, I believe so. Well, here's my hot take for you. My grandma, she also enjoys those milkshakes, but as much as she enjoys them, she states that she does not think they use real peaches. Well, your grandma is 95 years old, and she doesn't have any taste buds anymore, Well, buddy. She's, she's 79. She's a lovely woman, and she's really waiting for you to come visit her again because you told her that you would, and you haven't been back well, since. Well, I've been back, but I haven't seen her outside, so... Well, you've been back to hang out with me, but you haven't been back to hang out with my grandma. She's got some gourds she wants to give you, and she wants to give you a couple tomatoes from the garden, but you keep just uh, ignoring her. Well, I'll be back to see your grandma because I would love to have some gourds. Next time you bring her, or next time you see her, bring her a peach milkshake. Does she... She would enjoy that? She'd love that. And then you guys can discuss whether or not... You think they're made from real peaches or not, and she'll school you. Well, and then I'll have to tell her that her taste buds suck. Well, you know, what can you do? 
Thanks for tuning into this episode. We'll see you next time for the penultimate episode of Season 2, Attack on Titan. I am excited. The boy, Erwin, the goat. Let's go. Thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. Uh, Chad's doing a terrible job running our Twitter at Podcast Chronic. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace. We're breaking free.